Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 75% of small business owners are going to be walking away from their business in the next 10 years. So who takes their place? Good question. That's the uh, title of a feature in the Financial Times written uh, by the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses. And the article reveals that over the next decade, three quarters of Canadian small business owners will be getting out. So that means about $1.5 trillion in business assets will have to be passed on. But who do they go to? Who takes over for you when you decide you've had enough? But just because, you know, you're getting out of the business, I mean, it has gotten so complicated and riddled with tax burdens, a lot of business owners don't even know where to start or if it's even worth it. And here's a stat that kind of caught my eye. 48% say they won't even recommend to their kids to go into the business. Let's bring in Dan Kelly. He's with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. He joins us now. Dan, you know, owning a personal business is is so personal. You know, it's it's not an easy thing to do. So those who go into that and take those risks, I mean, it, they give up a lot. So it's hard to think that, you know, in 10 years they could start disappearing. Why is that? You know, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, small business owners in Canada generally work many, many more years than the average uh, the average employee, certainly compared to civil servants who can retire at 55 or 60. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but eventually the clock, you know, catches up with all of us. And so we have a whole bunch of small business owners in Canada that, that you know, were thought they might retire during the big economic downturn in 2007, 2008, but have been hanging on because their retirement savings were eroded. But eventually they do need to uh, to retire. I've got lots of members that are in their 80s still yeah. churning it out, but but uh, time catches up with us all. So so many business owners are looking to pass on their their businesses to the next generation, either within the family or sell to a stranger. The change the challenge for us though is if if those transitions don't go well, there could be a lot of businesses affected affected negatively potentially. We need to make sure the business owners are are planning for for their succession and also that we make it easy for them to plan for their succession and successfully transfer their businesses to uh, to somebody else. Well, what's a community uh, without a small business? They're the backbone of our communities because they're our neighbors. You know, they're the people we visit. They're the stores we go shop in. They're the the bar that we drink a beer in. Um, But it surprised me with this report that 48% of those in small business now would not tell their kids, you should do this too. Why is that? Isn't that isn't that a sad statement? Yeah. Uh, it it has actually been shocking. We had during the big small business tax fight last year when the federal government started to uh, tax everything that moved in a small business. I had two thirds of our members in a survey say that that caused them to rethink whether they wish to be in business at all. And 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 in terms of whether they tell their kids to go on, I remember when I started at CFIB 25 years ago. One of the big debates, if, if, a, if a, a father or, or mother had a bunch of kids and they were looking to transition their business, the big debate would be which of their children they pass it on to. 
Now I'm more likely to get the message from business owners that they don't want their kids to take over their business because they don't want to have to have them go through the same hell that they have gone through. So they are recommending that they might look at a job in, you know, in a large corporation or for, for government for that matter. And that's terrible. What a message that is because we count on these business owners to contribute so much to society in terms of job creation, economic growth, uh, and and if we're turning them off and making it think that making making them feel that entrepreneurship is not a great pathway for their kids, that's a pretty sad statement of where we're at. Well, it is. But look, the, the governments, whether it's at the provincial level, certainly in Ontario and the federal level, they don't make it easy. They have just wrapped businesses in so much red tape and regulation. You know, my brother-in-law is getting audited right now, and a number of small businesses that uh, that I know are getting audited by the CRA, and they're just literally saying, why are we being attacked at every level? It's almost as if they're trying to make them fail. You know, a lot of people, when they're starting out in business, they think they that they're going to be their own boss, and they realize very quickly that actually it's the government that 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 is largely their boss. They don't realize how big a role government, government agencies are going to have in the success and the future of their business. Right now, we've got a whole bunch of business owners that are facing in Ontario a carbon tax. On top of that, facing seven years of Canada pension plan premium yeah. increases, the next phase of the small business tax changes that the federal government implemented, a whole bunch of negatives. And, and, and while there have been a few things going in our direction, the, the good news, for example, in terms of rolling back some of the terrible labor law in Ontario, um, we, we still need to do more and make it, make it easy. With respect to succession specifically, we're recommending that the federal government change the policies to ensure that a business owner can pass on their business to their kids and pay the same taxes as if they were to sell it to a stranger. It sounds simple enough, but, but when you do pass on, if you sell your business to your kids, you actually are going to get hit with a much yeah. higher burden than selling it to, say, a big American multinational, and that just doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't. But will it change? I mean, look, we just, uh, you know, Ontario is not bringing in business. There's so much stacked against us. We've seen the manufacturing sector just get decimated. I don't know if it can ever come back. And so you're going to need some investment here. And Moody's just came out and downgraded us tonight again, uh, saying, look, there's there's really no investment happening in Ontario that we see. That 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 tells me we are, we got to take another path. You're absolutely right. There is, there is a lot to fix in Ontario. Uh, the good news is that there are signs that some of the big policy gaps are getting filled right now. Uh, the, 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 to, the, to the credit of the Ford government, uh, they said that they were going to reject the passive investment changes that the federal government uh, implemented and then the, then the previous provincial government decided to follow. So that is good news. We're, we're hopeful that uh, that they're going to f- fight back successfully against the imposition of the federal carbon tax right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But uh, but there are you're right. There are more forces that are that are sending the message that it isn't a great place to do business than it is, and and we need to fix some of that. But these are early days. We're hopeful that an Ontario policy imp- uh, environment will improve. Uh, there have been a few good things on the federal side, like uh, the new budget measure, uh, the, the new federal federal economic statement measure. Uh, but we need to see a lot more of these kinds of things to send positive messages to entrepreneurs, to future generations of, of entrepreneurs, uh, than some of the policy hits that they're facing. Yeah, well, I certainly hope we can turn these numbers around because it saddens me. I, I know how you know how hard these small businesses work, so uh, I'm always on, on Team Small Business, so I hope these numbers turn around. Dan, thank you. Well, anytime at all.
Dan Kelly from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. That's kind of scary. What's a community look like without small businesses? You know, you hate those big box office stores. Uh, well, this was uh, totally predictable. I think I predicted this last week. I'm positive I did. Remember, we were talking about those teacher sick days costing us, what, $100 million uh, in those negotiated sick days in the Tor- Toronto um, school board. Well, now the ETFO is uh, sending out memos strongly hinting at uh, teacher strikes in the spring and the fall. Because don't forget, their contracts are up in August. And uh, just call me Kreskin because you knew these were coming. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're saying we want investment. And they are right. They want investment in the classroom. But the problem is it's never investment into the kids. It becomes investments into them. But, you know, you just heard the, the downgrade, right? So we've got another downgrade. The economy is kind of going in the gutter. I don't think teachers should be expecting much. But naturally, they won't strike in the summer. So expect to get some child care in place for either spring or the fall because they're mounting and already waging a fight against the Ford government on what they need in their contracts. Uh, and this has been an ongoing conversation. The, the fury, you know, continuing over uh, the premier's comments calling the hiring of Ron Travener uh, uh, sour grapes. So Brad Blair is the one doing the complaining, and he is in charge of the OPP for now. He wanted the top job, but when Tavener was hired, he then hired one of the country's toughest lawyers, Julian Faulkner. And this is going to become the world's, I think, biggest bee in Ford's bonnet. His concern is for the reputation and integrity of the OPP. And I can't emphasize enough that absent some way of dealing with these concerns, with these very serious allegations, then a new command takes over. And what's the outcome of that? It's dysfunctionality. And so the effort is to preserve and protect the OPP. But I assure you of one thing. Sour grapes isn't what generated this problem in the first place. And looking at it in those terms is problematic because I ask myself a simple question. Instead of actually addressing the truth of the allegations, the premier has attacked Brad Blair as a person. Who does that? So, look, it's not new. Governments always like to put their own people in place. Certainly the last government did. No question about that. And and ironically, the OPP, I mean, they're very political at the OPP in the upper echelons. Remember, they campaigned for the last government. They actively campaigned against Tim Hudak and for Kathleen. I mean, there's all sorts of politics being played. But, you know, this is a problem for Ford because it, it targets his brand. Uh, and Falconer's not going to let this go because he's handled some of the biggest high-profile cases we've seen. And interestingly, a lot of those cases have been, you know, representing those who have had loved ones killed by cops. And now he is representing someone in the OPP. Uh, some of the bigger cases that he would be tied to, um, you would remember the Ashley Smith case. That was a 19-year-old who committed suicide in police custody. He also did the public inquiry into Jordan Manners, the young boy killed in his high school. Uh, so he's a very tough lawyer. And it'll be a dogfight. So this is going to this is going to stay in the headlines. And whether or not Ford did or did not, it doesn't matter. It is optics, and the opposition will not let this go. So this becomes just a nagging headline that'll keep building up. I'm Alex Pearson. This is on point here on Global News Radio.